Alright, we've reached Wednesday eve of the, of the new season, the 2020 season. Nothing is standing in its way. We are going to play football tomorrow night and this Sunday and Monday night. There's nothing, you know, why this virus sadly still goes on and people still sadly still has to deal with what's going on. But somehow we're going to get people some a smile on their face with the NFL returning, and obviously it should be an interesting, it should be a very interesting, seeing week one and and season ahead of us. So, like I said, but tonight is our last show before we we get going here. Tonight we're going to do something we we haven't done before, but we're going to do anyway. We're going to preview. The all 32 teams schedules, the 14 teams that will play in January, and the two teams that will play in February in Super Bowl 55 in Tampa Bay. So before we start, your thoughts? Yeah, man. It's been a long off season. You know, no sports at all for the most part. But even so, as far as I'm concerned in the off season for football, it's like, you know, it's like screw baseball, screw basketball, screw hockey, you know, it's it's all about the NFL, and we're from Philly, man, we're from Philly, you know, I mean, we, 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 it's nice if, like, a team like the Phillies win the World Series or something, but all we really care about is the Eagles, you know, that's who we want, if, if you gave us a choice of uh, frankly, I mean, for me anyway, you give me a choice of all three Philly teams winning the championship in one season or the Eagles winning the championship in one season. Well, you know, I'm, I'm taking the Eagles over all three, all three of the other teams combined. You know, so it's it, we're back. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I remember the day when when Eagles won the Super Bowl. It was probably one of the happiest days I ever ever had as a as a not just as a Eagles fan and a football fan, but as a sports fan in general, because it felt like we were on top of the world. You know, winning in the NFL is different than winning in the other major league sports because, you know, you don't get many, you only get 16 games to get to the postseason. So it's not like you play every night or every other night, like in, like, like in the other stick and ball sports. And the battles to get to the postseason, like, you're one and done. Like, if you lose in your playoff game, you're done. And, you know, I remember how much it was that year for the Eagles. And I'm hoping that that's not the only time we don't, we, you know, that's not the only time we don't have to worry about that. We can we have another chance. And hopefully by February, if things get better country-wise, and hopefully it will in many ways, maybe we will have another parade down Broad Street, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, you know, with with this being with the Super Bowl being in Tampa, you know, hopefully the Eagles can somehow make it, and hopefully they have fans there. Obviously, if that's the case, then I'll be out there partying at least during the day. I won't, probably won't be at the game itself, but well, that that that'd be a special for for both of us if that if that comes to if that comes to situation this year, but. But like I said, today, tonight we're doing our preview of the schedule of the records. 
all 32 teams. So we're going to start first in the AFC. We're going to start in the AFC. Obviously, the AFC East is obviously a, a very important division this year with Tom Brady gone. And a lot of things is going to be different this year. Are the Patriots still the team to beat? You know, are the Bills going to take that next step? What about Miami? Did they make enough changes to be a team on the rise? And what will year two of Adam Gase with the New York Jets turn into? Will it turn into a potential postseason run, or are they going to struggle? But, all right, without further ado, you, you I'm going to make sure you start first before I give you my predictions. So you go off first. Who wins the a AFC East, and what's their record? All right, well, I mean, let's just take out the garbage. The Jets, they're a joke. Um, they were a joke previously, but also one thing – it's not that, that big a deal for the teams in the NFL in general for the most part. Um, but the, the players that did opt out for COVID, um, there's a few bigger, bigger name players, and they're really on two teams. One of them is the Jets, losing C.J. Mosley. Um, you know, a lot of teams did lose a couple players here and there. Most of those players were, like, lower-level players, potential contributors, like the Eagles lost Mar Marquis Goodwin, you know, players on that level. But C.J. Mosley's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. So, you know, the Jets are out. They're garbage anyway. Um, the Dolphins, they're going to be improved over last year, but they're not ready for the playoffs, not even close. And then on top of that, if, if, if or when Fitzpatrick goes to the bench, um, who knows if Tua's ready to go. You know, he's coming off a major injury. He's a rookie. I, I, they're, not going, they're not making the playoffs either or contending for the division even. Um, which brings you to two teams, the Bills and the Jets. Or, yeah, the, the Bills and the Patriots, I should say. Um, and, you know, the Patriots, obviously, they've lost their greatest player of all time, Tom Brady, replacing him with Cam Newton, who, you know, he's he, he was named the team captain. He's got some good reviews out of camp, but he's not he's not on Brady's level. He never has been, never will be. On top of that, the Patriots are the team that really got hit hardest by COVID. Um, they've had a number of key starting players opt out. Um especially on defense. On defense, they lost Patrick Chung and Dante Hightower, two key starters. On offense, they lost the starting offensive lineman and Mark, uh, Marcus Cannon. They lost Marquise Lee, who's like a backup receiver, and Brandon Bolden, who's like a bottom-tier bottom running back on the team. But, you know, they've been hit pretty hard with that. So that's going to bring them down even further. The Bills almost beat them twice last year. This year, the Bills are going to take them. The Bills take over the division, and I'm going to say the Bills go. Um, I think I think they're going to have a really good year this year. I think the Bills are going to go 12 and four. All right, I just want your predictions of other of the other three teams. Other records, records. records. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll give you records. Um, I'm going to say Bills go 12 and four. Patriots go. Um, I'm going to put them at eight and eight. Which is going to be like the it's going to be the worst year under Belichick since you know since Brady became a starter. Um, I'll put the Dolphins at I'll say six and ten. J 
Jets, who when we did our when we talked last time, we did do a whole uh, top five draft picks this year, and I was I, I put the Jets having the number one pick in the draft. I think they're going to be a, a nightmare. Gase is out after this year, so uh, I'm going to put them at three and thirteen. Well, I have the yeah. Bills. Yeah, I have the Bills winning this division out, eleven and five. I th- they had the same. I think they had the same record a year ago. They're just a team that, you know, they're ready to take that next step. Hopefully, obviously, we'll we'll see where they sit, fit in the in the in the playoffs and the conference standings. New England, I still think is going to be decent, you know. And Cam Newton obviously is is a is a he's a really good quarterback. I can't say he's a great quarterback, but he's a He's an all-pro, former all-pro. He's been an MVP. You know, he's put up great numbers. He's going to do things that's going to make, you know, Belichick and Josh McDaniels smile. But unfortunately, like you said, a lot of teams have been affected by the coronavirus and, and everything about what's going on. And the Patriots lost a lot of starters. And this team obviously is not the same team without number 12 out there. So... I still think the Patriots are going to be in the mix for the postseason. Obviously, as a wild card instead of a division winner. So, I have them at 9-7. and seven. Something tells me the Dolphins are going to surprise a little bit. I mean, last year, they, they were supposed to be the worst team in football, but they finished 5-11. and 11, And they had some credible wins late in the season. I mean, Brian Flores has done a good job with this organization and policing it right. And... Obviously, the quarterback position is the big story. Who will, will, will to a start, you know, how far will Ryan Fitzpatrick take them? You know, will he be under pressure? I'm sure he will be because his job's on the line, and he's not the future, and he's 39 years old, which he is not definitely not the future at that age. So I think Dolphins, their defense is, is going to be better, and I think offensively they can do some things. I think they can finish at a 500. I think they can be 8-8 eight and, eight and be in the mix come come December. And I agree with you to disagree with you. Yes, the Jets will be the worst team in this division, but I think that they'll win some games because Sam Darnold is a decent quarterback and he's capable of winning games on his own. He's proven that last year. So, yeah, Adam Gates probably doesn't survive because it's a win-now league and he's given the ultimatum to win now. So the Jets finish 6-10. and ten. All right, let's go to the South and give me your predictions on records there. Okay. Um, yeah, so the South, we'll start from the bottom up. I like going that way. So um, starting at the bottom, you got the number two pick in the draft based upon my predictions. Um, and that's the, that's the, the Jaguars. They're, they're a joke. They're trying to tank. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that they end up not being able to get that number one pick and not getting Trevor Lawrence just to, just to you know, just to stick it to him a little bit. So I, they're, they're going to be awful. They're going to be the last place team in this division, and I'm also going to put them at 3-13 and 13, tied with the Jets, and I'm hopeful that the Jets get that tiebreaker. But, yeah, 3-13. and 13. Next up, you got three teams here that any one of these three could win this division. This is going to be a tight division. Um, but one team that I think is going to take a bit of a step back this year is the Texans, just like a lot of people tend to think. Um, you know, they, they, Bill, uh, Bill O'Brien made some questionable moves this offseason. He, uh, he, he's almost pulling a Chip Kelly here. 
got rid of his best player in or his best player outside of Deshaun Watson, I should say, and that's uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they got rid of Carlos Hyde, who, you know, he's not anything special, but they replaced him with David Johnson, who is completely washed up. Um, they brought in Brandon Cooks. Uh, yeah, this team's just not going to – this team's just – I think they're going to take a bit of a step back this year. I'm going to put them at um, – I'm going to put them at 8-8. Eight and, eight. and then next up is um, – Let's go. I'm going to say the Titans come in third in this division. I think they're also primed to take a step back. Um, I think Tannehill, he's not going to be able to keep up the pace that he played with as the year progressed last year. I think he's going to come back down to earth, and that's going to be a, that's going to affect his team a lot. So I got the um, I got the um, Titans going eight and eight as well. And then lastly. The Colts are going to win this division. Their downfall last year was quarterback. This year, you know, he's, he might not be as good as he once was, but he's still going to be able to play at a high level, especially under um, his former offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, who's a great quarterback's coach. And, um, and that's Philip Rivers. So... Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you uh, hear me? Yeah, I hear you. What were you saying? You still there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can but hear yeah, you. Um, I had the Colts going 11-5 winning the division. All right. Well, I'll make this quick because we got you know we we don't got that much time as much as we would think. Jacksonville's going to be the worst team in football, so they're going two and fourteen. They should get the number one overall pick. It should be a a clean house in general manager and head coach. You know by by the by December or earlier. So two and fourteen Jacksonville. Houston's going to take a step back too this year. Losing DeAndre Hopkins is going to hurt Deshaun Watson's passing game. They don't have a running back to really to really rely on at the moment. Defensively, you can't trust that J.J. Watt will survive a full season because he gets injured more often. Whitney Merciless is not that kind of player to take the next step. So I have Texans finishing at 588-8. Tennessee, like I said, they're always 9-7. It seems like every year. And for the fifth straight year, they're going to finish with that record. Will it be good enough to make the postseason? We'll see. When we make our postseason predictions. But 9-7 again for Tennessee. And I think the Colts are a team that, you know, they have all the all the stuff there to make a serious, to make a good run. They have a running back that might win rookie of the year in Jonathan Taylor. They have a great old line. And like I said, Phillip Rivers has been criminally underrated and not talked about as much compared to Tom Brady leaving from, from his organization forever. That's been his home forever. And now he's there in Indianapolis, so a 10-6 record for them should win them the South. So let's go to the AFC North, another intriguing division. All right, so yeah, with this one, um, I got the Browns coming in last. They're, I've already said a bunch of times when when we've talked, I think they're going to fall apart again. And, you know, again, like I, like I always say, they got... 
uh, too many low character players. So I got the Browns last. Um, Bengals. Or actually, yeah, I'll give you the record on the Browns. Um, I, I'll put them at five and eleven. Um, Bengals. I think they're going to take a step forward this year. They're not going to beat. They're not going to. They're not going to make the playoffs yet, but I think they're going to be in the mix for a little bit. And um, I'm looking for a good year out of Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow. So, um, Bengals. With a fairly decent record. Um, and, you know, this division, it's the same two familiar faces at the top, the Steelers and the Ravens. Um, I got the Steelers coming in second here. You got Roethlisberger coming back. You got Juju Smith-Schuster coming back. You got um, you got uh, James Conner coming back from all from injuries. The big question with this team is going to be if Roethlisberger can stay healthy. You know, they they didn't do anything to address their backup quarterback situation, and we saw what happened last year when Roethlisberger went down. They had the absolute worst starting quarterback situation in the league. So they need Roethlisberger healthy. I think he'll stay healthy for most of the year. He might miss a couple games, but he'll be fine. And I got the Steelers at 10-6. and six. And lastly, I got the Ravens winning the division. They're clearly the best team in the division right now. Even though the Steelers are tough, the Steelers have too many question marks. Um, so, yeah, the Ravens take this division with a record of, I'm going to say, 13-3. and three. Yeah. You and I probably agree. What What's the Bengals' record? I didn't get that. I got them actually um, exceeding expectations at 7-9. and nine. All right. Well, you and I obviously disagree on the Browns and the Bengals, but we do agree on the Ravens and Steelers. The Bengals are a team that's going to obviously have a lot to learn. It's going to be a learning process for Joe Burrow. He'll look good at times. He's going to look like a rookie a lot more. So five and eleven will be their record. Something about the Browns, if they if they get their heads out of their asses and actually play like the team that they know their talented are, they could make a serious playoff run, a wild card run. And you know, the road now with the seven with a seventh seed could open the door for them. And they're gonna be in a dog fight, I think, to make the to playoffs, but I think something tells me they're gonna find a way, potentially. But they will finish third in this division because, you know, you're playing the Ravens and the Steelers. I believe they're going to they're going to win half of those games. They could win. They could win only one against those two. So nine and seven for the Browns. And I agree with you about the Ravens and Steelers. Steelers ten and six. Ravens thirteen and three. So let's go to the AFC West. Another a division that obviously has some uptick upside. What do you think? So yeah, you said I said we when we talked uh, last time I think it was that I think this is going to be the toughest division in football. Um, I think all four teams are actually very good, not just not just the uh, not just the, the Chiefs. Um, so I'm going to start with the team that I got coming in last, and. <laughs> Like I said, I think three teams are going to make the division out of this, uh, or make the playoffs out of this division. But um, for me, the last place team is going to be the Chargers, just barely. They're going to be tough, but they're coming in this season with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. And once he fails, 
and gets benched, they're going to have um, Justin Herbert, who I don't know that he's ready to go in the NFL. But they do have a top-notch defense that will keep them in games and win them a bunch of games. So I got them going 7-9. and nine. Next up, I got the Raiders, your boy, Joe, uh, John Gruden. I think he's going to finally get this team back in the playoffs. It's going to be a just barely. He's going to get in at the seventh seed. But I think the Raiders come in third and make the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. There, I do think there's going to be at least one 8-8 eight and eight team making the playoffs with, this, with, the, uh, with seven playoff teams now, too. Um, next up, the, the Broncos are one of my potential breakout teams this year or my breakout team this year. We did our picks earlier, or last time we talked anyway. Coach of the year for me was going to be Vic Fangio because I think they're going to far ex- they're going to exceed the expectations big time. And they're going to get in the playoffs. They're not going to win the division, but they're going to they're going to be in that mix. I got them going ten and six. And lastly, the Chiefs win the division, but they are going to have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, just like most teams attend, end end up having. Um, they they still have too much talent and way too much speed on offense to miss the playoffs. But they're not going to they're not going to run away with this this year. So. Um, Chiefs coming first at eleven and five. Well, I I kind of disagree with you on the on the AFC West. It's going to be a good division, but there's going to be some. There's a lot more questions than answers for the for the Chargers. Like I said, you hope that they're going to be good. Their defense is quiet. You know, I'm going to meet somebody who's a big Chargers fan here tomorrow. I'm supposed to be a part of his fantasy football deal. He's a big Chargers fan. But he doesn't like what I, when I put out the record, and I and you're not going to like it either. I just think that the Chargers last year were in, in a lot of t- tough games, but their record says that you know the quarterback position's un- uncertain, and there's some other things that are uncertain. So a four and twelve record is very un it's very possible from this team. I hope I'm wrong, but then again, I don't care about the Chargers; they're not my team. So four and twelve for them. Like I said, the Raiders are going to finish third in this division. Like I said, we're all we have the same th- uh, top, you know, you know, p- positions, but obviously different records. I just think that you know, t- you know, John Gruden is still got an ego problem, and you know he's going to get an ultimatum possibly from management after this season because you're moving to a new city and a new stadium, and normally relocation is not an easy thing to do. For 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 a franchise, so the Raiders are going to have their 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 highs and some and sometimes lows. Seven and nine is what they're going to finish. No playoffs. The Broncos in the last twenty four hours has has a major problem on defense. Their heart and soul may not be available in Von Miller. Von Miller suffered a, an injury that could be a Achilles injury, so we don't know how serious it is. We don't know if he needs surgery. I believe he will. They put him on an IR with the intent to return, eight-week return list. We don't think that, but we think he could be out for the, indefinitely for the entire season. So Broncos, they're going to be good. They're going to be coached well. I think defensively, offensively, they look really good. They have a quarterback in Drew Locke who's going to be very, who's going to be very consistent. But 9-7, and seven, and they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. We'll see where they fit. And then the, the 
Kansas City Chiefs will still win this division. It's still their division to lose. And obviously, everything's going to go right. You know, they'll have their moments. They'll struggle at times, but they're but they're too good. 12-4 and four record. All right, let's go to the NFC. And this time, we're going to go from west to east. We're not going to go from east to west. We're going to save our division for last. So, we're going to start with the NFC West and go ahead. All right, so the NFC West is going to be a, one of the best divisions in football, too. Um, it's going to be a real tough one. So I'm, I, But, yeah, I'm looking at this division. I look at the teams. Um, I'll start from the bottom. I think, uh, I think I'm going to have to put the Rams at the bottom of this division. Um, they're a team with a lot of talent, but they, they underperformed big time last year. Once we saw this team without Todd Gurley and without a legit running back, we saw Jared Goff fail majorly. Um, they, they, they really don't have a great running back. You know, Cam Akers is a guy that has a lot, has talent, but he's definitely not anywhere near Gurley's level. And um, he's not even, they're, they're talking about just doing more of a, um, more of a, a committee approach. Yeah, so he obviously hasn't stood out in camp above guys like Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown who were just mediocre running backs. So yeah, I got the I got the Rams coming in last. They're not gonna be bad, but um, it's a tough division. Six uh, so they're gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough season for them, six and ten. Um, next up, the Cardinals. Tyler Murray showed a ton of potential last year. They brought in um, DeAndre Hopkins. They got a lot of talent on offense. Um, they added some some pieces to the defense to help improve the defense. Their Achilles heel is going to be their offensive line. It's pretty terrible. And in the division with defenses like the Seahawks and the Niners and just in the NFC in general, they're going to have a tough time really getting into the playoffs. But they're going to be improved over last year, seven and nine. Um, second in second place in the division. It comes down to the Seahawks and Niners again. It's going to be close. In term, I shouldn't even say that. Um, it's going to be close in terms. I should say it's going to be close in terms of the um, Cardinals and the second place team, really, because um, I think that the Niners are going to take a major step back this year. I'm looking at them as being having a major Super Bowl hangover. Um, they've already got a ton of injuries at receiver. I already mentioned that one of my busts of the year this year is going to be Jimmy G. I think this team's going to have a really tough season um, compared to what they had last year. They're going to. So, yeah, I got them coming in at 8 and 8. And then, first place in the division is. The team that I think probably is going to end up with the number one seed, and that's the Seahawks. It's a team that really doesn't have very many holes. Um, they could use uh, they could use some improvements on defense a little bit, but overall, this team is um, top tier of the NFL, and they have an MVP candidate in Russell Wilson. So um, yeah, the Seahawks come in at first place in the division, and potentially in the NFC. I'm going to put them at 13 and 3. Well, we agree on on half of these teams, but not where they all finish. 
The Cardinals, we do agree on with the record, but they're going to finish in last place. I still think there's a lot of flaws there. Their old line is still got needs work. And obviously, Kyler Murray, you know, he's going to have his troubles, you know, staying out of, out of the way sometimes. But he'll play well. DeAndre Hopkins will help them in, in offensive points. You know, they were low, they were lower tier in points. They're going to score a lot more points this year, so that's going to help them be in more games, and they'll obviously win a few more games than they did a year ago. But Arizona's still a team that, you know, they're a year or two away from what their, from what their setup is. Larry Fitzgerald, this is probably his final season. 7-9 will finish where they are, but they'll be in last place. The Rams are going to finish third again, like they did a year ago. There's a lot of inconsistencies. But remember, you're giving them a little bit of a, you're giving them, you know, remember, Sean McVay is still a very good coach. And there's going to be some games they look really good at. And obviously there's going to be some games they won't look so good at. So, like I said, they're going to still be the the same inconsistency that they were a year ago. They don't have a running back, you know, consistently with, with Todd Gurley now in Atlanta. So, the Rams finished third at 8-8. Eight and eight. I do agree with you about the 49ers. They will they will have a Super Bowl hangover. They're just going to look, you know, they're going to look lost at least in the first half of the season. But in the second half, they'll show why they were the defending NFC champs and make a run for a wild card spot. I have them in the postseason, and they will finish with a 10 and 6 record. And I do agree with you on Seattle. They might be the most complete team in the NFC, maybe in the entire league right now. You have the quarterback. You have a, a, a receiver ready to take the next step in DK Metcalf. You have a decent running game. You have a defense that's going to be even tougher. Jamal Adams. You know, now, now you have a second, you know, it may not be the Legion of Boom anymore, but he's he's gonna have he's gonna really break out and have a big year. He could be a defensive player of the year candidate. Everything they're they're a motivated group there in the great in the great northwest. So yeah, I do agree with you on Seattle. They are the one seed, 13-3 and three record, definitely. So let's go to the north here. Go ahead. Make it quick. <laughs> All right, yeah, so the north, um, the Lions are the, the, the worst team by far. They're awful. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to put them at 5-11. and 11. Nate, you know, just having Stafford there, they'll win a few games. They, they, they have a couple players on offense. Um, the Bears, for me, come in third. Or yeah, come in third. They're they're not going to be very good, especially with Trubisky at quarterback. But even if you put Foles in there, it's not going to make much of a difference. Their offense is going to be it's going to be at the, at the bottom tier of the NFL. Their defense is still good, but it's definitely on the downswing over the last couple of years. So. I think it's going to be worse than it was last year by a little bit. So yeah, Bears third at um, at a six and ten. Second place here is going to go to the Vikings, just because the other two teams are bad. But I don't think the Vikings are going to have a great year. Um, they lost a lot of uh, players from their starting defense, and um, yeah, I just think this team is destined to we regress big time here so yeah I'll, I'll put the Vikings at um I'll just I'll give them eight and eight and then 
the division winners for the second year in a row is going to be the Packers. Another team that I think is going to come back down to earth. You know, they they were lucky to get the amount of wins they got last year. They just they, they they're not an impressive team. They weren't an impressive team last year overall. Um, they didn't do a whole lot to get better. You know, they still they still only have one receiver on their entire roster that's worth anything. So, um, yeah, I expect them to regress, but they're going to win the division here at ten and six. Well, I agree with most with you. At uh, you know, the 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 standings will stay the same as a year ago, as far as positioning. Records are almost similar. Detroit's going nowhere. Patricia's going to get fired before the end of the year, and Matt Stafford. Very well, this could be it for him in Detroit. I don't know why they would want to keep him around. It might be time to rebuild there. 5-11 and 11 for them. The Bears, like I said, you agree with me, obviously. We're, we're, we're going to agree mostly on the North. There's no disagreement here. Like I said, you bring in Nick Foles and he still loses to Mitch Trubisky. And that's because there was no, pre, there was no preseason games. And practice is, is different compared to, to to an actual game-time situation. So Tabriski, like I said, it's not going to matter. Nick Foles only works here in Philly. He doesn't work anywhere else. So the team's gonna, this team's going to struggle. Defensively, they're taking a step back, 7-9. The Vikings are going to be good at times. But like I said, they, their roster has also been overhauled a lot. But Kirk Cousins is, is playing in the prime of his career. He's going to have another 4,000 yard season, passing season. I think receiving-wise, you know, Adam Thielen's still going to be a, a Pro Bowl caliber receiver. You know, Dalvin Cook's going to run the ball very well. He's looking for a new contract as well. But obviously, he's going to he's going to have a, a solid year, another solid year. And defensively, yeah, they lost some key players, but they're still going to be a decent defense. And they'll be in the playoff mix, you know. So Vikings will finish second at 9-7. and seven. Green Bay is going to take the biggest step back. They were a 13 and 3 team last year. They're only going to be a 10 and 6 team this year. They didn't help Aaron Rodgers. I heard that Jordan Love is starting out as a third string quarterback, which I think it's BS. That just tells you why there's no pre no no why the, no preseason games has affected a lot of these teams, and a lot of teams are going to be playing very scarce in the first month of the season. But Green Bay is going to be a team that's going to take a step back. If their defense didn't fix the run, then guess what? They're going to they're going to struggle even more. So, so that so we do agree on the North very much. Now we get to the South, another intriguing division where two iconic, legendary quarterbacks will go at it. So go ahead with your predictions with that. All right. So let's get through the garbage on this division first. The, the Panthers. They're, they're going to be awful. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's better than Kyle Allen, but that doesn't mean much. They, they obviously have Christian McCaffrey, who will get them a couple win, wins. Um, DJ Moore is a good receiver, but they, they got barely anything on this team. So, yeah, they come in last. Um, just the fact that they have Christian McCaffrey will get them a couple wins. I'm going to put them at, I'll put them at 4 and 12. Um, so, yeah, next up, Atlanta. They've been a major disappointment. Uh, they've been a major disappointment team over the years. Um, I think they're going to disappoint a bit again. But they're not going to be as bad as last year. 
they're just they're just the middle of the pack type of team overall. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put Atlanta in there at seven and nine. Next up, you got two teams left. Like you said, two of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation here, Brady and Breeze. Um, this is a tough one here. This, this one's a tough one to pick, to me anyway. Some people, some of the haters, of the Brady haters, will say the Saints are going to run away with this division. But I don't think that's going to happen, man. I think the Bucks are going to be tough. Their defense is very underrated from last year. They're pretty much returning the whole team. They've, they've, in terms of defense, they got one of the best defense coordinators. And obviously, their big issue last year was quarterback turnovers. Um, when you when you look at it, Brady's Brady over the last four years has thrown less interceptions than uh, than um, than uh, Jameis Winston threw last year alone. So. You know, this is obviously a much different quarterback situation than they had last year. Uh, add in Leonard Fournette, who just who they picked up, and um, this is going to be an explosive, explosive offense. Even if you, you you don't think Brady has the big arm that he once had, which he never really had a big arm, but they are saying he's still throwing the ball 60 yards downfield. So um, either way, I think the I think there's going to be a this is going to be coming down to a tiebreaker in this division, but I'm going to say the Saints come in third here at 11-5, and five, and then the, the um, Bucks win the division off a tiebreaker at 11-5. Oh, you got the Saints finishing third? <laughs> Damn. No, no, I know you made that mistake. It's all right. It's all right, but I'll make this quick. I'll make this quick. Carolina, rebuild, new coach, Tay Bridgewater. Like I said, all they have is Christian McCaffrey. They got nothing else on offense. Defensively, they're all in a rebuild, 4-12. Falcons, their defense still sucks. Offensively, you know, you have weapons. You have a running back that might help them get off to a better start than a year ago. But they still trailing. they're still trailing as a third wheel, 7-9 for them. For Tampa Bay, they're going to finish at 10-6 and six because I don't trust their defense for some reason. And then again, you look at Tom Brady, it's going to be an adjustment. Now, like I said, we're going to preview the game on Sunday between the Saints and the Bucks. And like I said, you would think that it's going to be one of the greatest games ever, as they're predicting, obviously. But this is going to be a, this is going to be a, a, a growing pain for him because... 20 years in one spot, and now you're joining a new conference, a new division with a new coach, and besides Gronk, a whole new, all new players. It's not going to be an easy transition, and they're going to struggle at first. But by the end of the year, he'll look like Brady, like the Brady of old. Offensively, they're going to be very outstanding, and what? And once he and Bruce Arians find a way to get along and put the right package together they'll be a decent enough team going into the postseason. They will make the playoffs 10-6. and six. The Saints, they're up and down the best team in this division. Alvin Kamara just got paid. This could be Drew Brees' final year. I've been saying that a lot, and, you'll, and I'll be saying that a lot this year. But they're still they're the established team in this division. They've been for the last several years. 
Tampa Bay is a team that's trying to get up to the next level. But even though you have a, a Tom Brady, that doesn't mean you're getting Tom Brady in his prime. You're getting him with a with a re re ramp roster. So Saints still win this division by two games, twelve and four. All right, we've reached our division, the NFC East, and we're going to disagree here. You're not going to like what I'm probably going to say, so go ahead. Well, we'll see, we'll see, man. Um, yeah, so the Redskins are the worst of the worst. Um, they're, they're just garbage. Don't give me any nonsense about Alex Smith. This team's garbage all around. They got nothing. So 4-12. Um, the Giants. Uh, they're going to be a bit, little bit improved over last year, but they're still a joke. They're still going to they're still going to get swept by the Eagles, and I'm still not a fan of um, of your boy Danny Dimes. So, yeah, the Giants come in third at six and ten, and then we go to the big two: Eagles, Cowboys. Um, we 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 did our. Um, Game by game preview of the Eagles season. Not you know earlier, much earlier, maybe in August. I don't even exactly how long ago that was. But I think I had the Eagles at eleven and five with a potential of twelve and four. Um, obviously, the Eagles once again have a bunch of injuries to start off the year. I don't ask me how they, they're consistently injured, but you know. It's still a much more talented team than last year, even with the injuries. It's a better team than last year. And last year they won the division. Meanwhile, the Cowboys, they're not as good as they were last year. You can, you can talk about C.D. Lamb coming to the offense. Um, but, you know, Dak threw for almost 5,000 yards last year, and it, it, it didn't do anything for him. Dak proved he last year, compared to Wentz, Dak's not a – guy that can carry his franchise um, and and their defense is much worse than it was last year too so the Cowboys are not winning this division I'm sorry I know you, you based upon what you just said you think that you, you, you're probably going to end up picking the Cowboys but um, I got them making the playoffs but they're not taking the division sorry 9-7 and seven. Eagles 11-5 alright Washington Giants, we both agree on on everything and the records, so I don't have to explain anymore. But then we do disagree. For the Eagles, yes, they are more talented. They're very they're they're much better defense. Secondary is much better. They have receivers, but yes, the big problem is injury. And the O line, you can't say this O line is the best because they're missing Brandon Brooks, they're missing Andre Dillard. You got an aging over the hill Jason Peters at left. Lane Johnson is hurt and he may not play this week this weekend. There's a lot there's a lot of question marks and we'll preview the game on Sunday, obviously. But for some reason I just think that the Eagles they'll win one more game than a year ago, but they're not winning this division because they're not going to sweep they cannot sweep the Cowboys. They've only swept them only one time in the last decade. So Ten and six there, and even though, like I said, you and and Colin Coward both believe in that, everybody else is really high on the Cowboys. I mean, ESPN, hell, they had the Eagles winning the division, but the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Think about that, and and CBS also has the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. I'm not, 
I'm not putting them in that in that level, and I'm not because I'm not I'm not an idiot. But I'll tell you this: they'll find a way to win this division just because C.D. Lamb is that receiver. Dak Prescott will stay healthy, and Mike McCarthy still has some talent left in the coach. He will not let Jerry Jones be a puppet for him. He'll be a coach that won a Super Bowl actually in Jerry World a decade ago. So 11-5, and five, unfortunately, Dallas takes this division, and we haven't had a division, a repeat division winner in this division in 15 years. So how is that going to change any time this year? So I, I'm not I'm not... I'm not a cowboy fan, you know that, but this divi- this division is going to be a it's been a round robin. It's still going to be a round robin. So, so let's go to our playoff predictions quickly. We you know we don't we don't have much time left. So, you know, your 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 playoff teams first in the AFC from one to seven. All right, so. Um one to seven. So Ravens were one. Um, the Ravens were one. It, uh, actually, I had the Bills at number two. I had the. Um, what am I forgetting here? Yeah, I had the Chiefs at number three, and I had the um, um, Colts at number four. And then the, the the wild card teams were the Steelers. Uh, Broncos and Raiders, and then in um, you want me to just give you like the NFC, or you want me to just yeah, you give me the NFC, you give me the NFC, you give me the NFC. All right, yeah, so I'll give you the NFC. Okay, so um, number one was the Seahawks. Number two, based on uh, just saying tiebreakers, because I had the records the same. Um, the Bucks were number two. I got the Eagles at number three, Packers at number four. Um, it was the Saints number at five, Cowboys six, and then um, uh, there were a couple teams there that were pretty, that had the same record. But the, I'm, I got the I'm, I'm going to put the Niners in there at seven, at eight, and eight. All right. My AFC feel, obviously the Ravens are going to be the best regular season team again. So they go number one. Chiefs will go number two. Bills go number three. Just like, well, not just like a year ago, but one, two, three there. Indianapolis will finish in the fourth, will be the fourth seed. And my wild card teams are the Steelers, Tennessee, the Titans. And (laughs) you won't like this. There's a three-way tie at nine seven, actually a four way tie at nine seven, but the Browns because of one because of one different differential game will be ahead of New England and the Broncos, and they take the seventh and final spot in the AFC. On the NFC side, Seahawks we both agree will be number one. The Saints will be number two. Unfortunately, Dallas win gets a home playoff game number three. Green Bay will finish at four. Tampa Bay will be the first wild card. 49ers will be the second wild card. Eagles will be the third and final wild card. So, I got the Bucks and 49ers and Eagles with the same exact record, but because of better conference record, Bucks get the get the fifth seed over those two. Now, I I, I mean we could go into the games and how the games would go, but it might take so long. So. 
Yeah. Let's just go ahead and just pick a, uh, a, a, an AFC uh, conference winner and an NFC conference winner. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, so, in the AFC, um, you know, your, your boy Lamar Jackson, he still hasn't won his playoff game. I think he wins one, which brings him to the AFC Championship game. And then um, I, I got the... I got the Ravens playing the um, the Bills in the AFC Championship game, but um, I think the, I think the Ravens win that one. So I got the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and then um, on the AFC or the NFC side, I think uh, I think this, this one's gonna, this one's a tough tough one to pick to me. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it like this: I got it. This game being in Tampa against the Eagles, I think the Eagles are going to actually make a little bit of a run there in the playoffs, and then Brady ends our dreams of staying in Tampa. So I, I got I got the Bucks in the Super Bowl at home. Mm, wow, it, yeah, they, they, it's very possible. You know, we've been close the last uh, a couple of times look at Minnesota in 2017 they were on the verge of being that home super bowl team it's going to eventually happen one of these days but let's start with my prediction the baltimore ravens will eat i'm not saying they'll easily win the afc but they're going to win the afc i really believe so this this time they have a better defense and lamar jackson's not going to make goofy decisions they're going to be tough to deal with. That running offense is going to be even more dangerous than probably a year ago. And it's going to be tough to handle. It's going to be very tough for any team to handle. I mean, there's a couple teams like like the Bills and the Chiefs that might have something for Baltimore. But the Ravens are going to host their playoff games and they'll get, and, and they'll get it done this time with Lamar Jackson. You know, it won't be another, it won't be another early exit. I think the Ravens are, will easily win the AFC, in my opinion. On the NFC side, it's a lot different. Like I said, I mean, it could go anywhere. There's a, there's, like I said, there's 11 teams in the NFC that can win the conference. There's at least 11. But only seven of them are going to make the playoffs, and two of them have to play in the conference championship game. And I feel like Seattle is that team this year. They're they're not going to be as dangerous as they were in 2013 when they won it all, but they're going to be back where they need to be. And I do agree with you. I think the Eagles do make a run. And hopefully they can beat Russell Wilson in the regular season, but it's not going to matter come, you know, come the NFC Championship. I think that the Eagles probably go up to... Actually, no, they're going to lose to Seattle if they play them in the seventh seed. No, so... Seattle's going to win the NFC. I've I, I come to the situation, Seattle's going to win the NFC. And Ravens beat Seattle in the Super Bowl. Okay. Well, yeah, my Super Bowl pick, um, man, I, you know, this is a pick where I, I, I want to pick the Ravens just based upon the fact that they're the better team. But, man, I don't know, man. I think, uh, I think this year Brady's on a mission, man. You know, he wants to prove that He's more than just Bill Belichick. And um, every other year that Brady's been on a mission, his team has won it all. And, um, you know, I, I've read, like I said, I've read reports out of camp. This guy, he's got, he's, he's still got the, 
uh, zip on his ball. He's throwing the ball 60 yards downfield. He's got all the. He's, he's got more talent than he's ever had in terms of like skill position players around him. Um, man, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think we're going to see the first home team win the Super Bowl, and uh, I'm going to say Brady pulls off one more championship for his career. Well, we'll see what happens. Our, our, obviously, our predictions will sure to go wrong, a.k.a. Mike Greenberg, Greeny, as he would always predict. I'm sure he thinks the Jets are going to be really good, but that's his opinion. <laughs> All right, well, we finally have a game to talk about now. What everybody wants to know, but we have only about seven minutes left. So, All right, so we'll start off here, Houston. It's a rematch of the divisional round and one of the most lopsided games for both teams in one in the history of the postseason. Both teams struggled at one point, and both teams were in control at one point by by 20 points. But the Chiefs obviously won that game and went on to win it all. They're home. Their banner's going up. So go ahead with this opening matchup of the 101st season. All right, yeah, man. Well, um, um, like you said, KC, they, they, they made a comeback from a 24 nothing deficit last year in the playoffs against Houston. Um, this year, obviously, they're coming in here as Super Bowl champions. One key note here is that KC actually is going to have fans in their stadium. They're going to have 17,000 fans. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> but they'll at least have some people in the stands. That's going to give them somewhat of a home field advantage. At least there'll be people there. Um, they did lose a couple offensive linemen in the offseason that opted out for the season. That's uh, uh, Duvernay Tardis and uh, Lucas Nang, um, two interior offensive linemen. But, um, I, yeah, Edward Tiller is a player that I think is going to have a big season this year. Um, but I do think he's going to have a tough time in his first game. I think this is going to have to. This is going to be a, a game where uh, Mahomes takes over, like he usually does. And I think Mahomes is going to have a big game. But at the same time, I think Houston's going to be looking for revenge here, man. Um, Deshaun Watson isn't a guy that likes to lose, and you know the way they lost last year. They're going to be looking. They're going to be. They're, they're going to be looking to um, come back and stick it to the Chiefs in their opening seat game of the year. And even though the, the Texans lost some key offensive players and replaced them with lesser offensive players, I think for a game, Houston's going to look good. Um, JJ Watt is healthy for at least one game, and um, we'll see about Houston's new defense coordinator, Anthony Weaver who was basically their defensive lines coach last year. He he actually played on the defensive line for Notre Dame back in the early 2000s. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one of my, my school men. But uh, um, either way, I think uh, I think this is the, the Deshaun Watson is a guy with pride, and he is not going. He hasn't been happy all season with the way that their season ended last year, and. Once the schedule came out and it had the Chiefs as their first game of the year, they circled that game as the game that they have to win. And this is going to be a revenge game for Houston. So um, I got Houston pulling off the upset here. 
and it's going to be a final score of 38-34. Well, like I said, last year these two teams met twice. They split. Both games were in Kansas City, and once again these two teams are playing in Kansas City again to open the season. But obviously, like I said, Houston's a team that obviously went through a lot in the offseason. They're, they're technically not the same team as they were in January when these two teams met. Obviously, the Chiefs, they lost some players as well because of you know injuries and coronavirus and all that. But obviously... You know, this is you know if, if Houston's coming into this game with a sense of urgency, that's that might be a problem. That might be a problem for them. And it's not that they're not a team that's going to have you know struggle, but they're just not a team that has to gel right away. Like I said, Deshaun Watson knows that within the first five minutes of this game, or within the first three minutes of this game, he's not going to have number ten to throw the ball to. So he's going to have to readjust. This guy's like Will Fuller. Does the tight end Darren Fells? Does any of these guys step up? Because you know, once you figure out, once you know, once you fig, once uh, Patrick Mahomes figures out that defense, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. And unfortunately for Houston, you know, there's a lot of question marks there in the secondary and a few other situations. I mean, JJ Watt, can you trust him for a full season to stay healthy? He hasn't. He's only done that once in the last four years. So this game's going to be in the trenches, but this, is, but this game could, could break out. And I believe that if, if, if the Chiefs get going right away, it's going to be a long night for Houston. And obviously Houston wants to make a statement, that, but this is not going to be the night. It's, it's, it's going, obviously it could be emotional. It could be a lot, a lot on the line with – you know, getting back to football and back to basics. But, unfortunately, it's not going to go well for Houston, in my opinion. I think this is going to be a struggle. And I have Kansas City winning and the final score 37-24. to 24. So, like I said, right away, we're right. We're in the middle of the season. We agree to disagree on that matchup. Should be a fun Sunday to, to, to look at the rest of the Week 1 games. And it's going to be... A fun season. Hopefully a safe one. Hopefully not too bad. You know, hopefully this COVID is not going to go widespread. It's They've done a great job. I heard that they've done over 50,000 tests in the last week and only one positive test. So, we'll see. There's no bubble. But, like I said, good luck to everybody this year. And hopefully we have a, you know, we have a lot. We can just go back to football business and... I said, hopefully everything goes well and, you know, we'll have a decent ride all the way to February in Tampa.